Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is Paul Arnold, your host. I'm joined by Ernest Watts and Chris Daniel. We're back after a week off. Ernest, what did you do on your week off from this great podcast? Other than work, I uh, worked on my pool, a little bit of work in the yard, basically watched a lot of the XFL. Are you swimming now uh, already in your pool? No, no. I'm just I'm doing the preliminary work. I made sure all the leaves are out and testing the chemicals and all that. No, not swimming yet. It's not quite that yard. What's the most that unusual creature you've had in your pool when you go to clean it uh, up? Non-human, non-human. I was gonna say non-human. I hope non-human. <laughs> wow. I, I was looking at the kitchen window and I thought I saw a small child. Yikes! And it was it was a dog. It was one of those long-haired like Afghan dogs. Uh huh. And you know, it looks like a woman with like a blonde bob haircut. And he was swimming in my backyard. So that's the most unusual. Snakes, frogs, no problem with those. Any I mean, poisonous that's, that's snakes? Huge. Uh, no, because it would kill a moccasin or a copperhead, which are the more common ones we have around here. Mm, yeah. One time I didn't cover up my pool well enough when I lived in North Carolina. I went out to open it and there was tons and tons of frogs and tadpoles in it. I mean, unbelievable numbers. So, all right, Chris Daniel, you're out in sunny Denver, Colorado. How much does it cost That's to live right. out there, man? I mean, before we're too jealous of your sunny days, uh, you're in a two-bedroom, yeah. two-bath apartment. How much does it cost? That's right. Uh, 2000 a month. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. So starter homes starter homes around here are about uh, 400 <laughs> Yeah, so this is why we rent. <laughs> Holy smokes. Whoa, I, I thought the real estate agent was the other host, not you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's Nate. Nate's a real estate guy. So we are going to talk about sports here, but, hey, we're giving the people what they want. They want to know about our, our lives, what we do for a living, and what drives us crazy or what maybe drives them crazy. And later on, we're going to talk a little bit about sports and when there could be a a virus or a health crisis, just because it's in the news a lot. We're going to put that in some perspective. We'll talk about it for about 10 or 15 minutes in our first long segment. And our second long segment is going to be about the March Madness coming up and why are we so like drawn into it and talk a little bit maybe about sports betting because around here, that is the latest thing. It's happening everywhere. Uh, but before we get to that, we're just going to do around the horn or around the world or whatever you want to call it. We're just going to touch briefly on the headlines of sports, give our quick opinions, and then keep moving on. So you guys ready? Fire away. Fire, fire away. Here okay. we go. All right. The first one is today you had the two best teams in L.A. playing on the same court because it's their home court and visitor court. Uh, you had the Lakers and the Clippers, and I actually watched for the first time this year a whole quarter of NBA basketball because I wanted to see uh, Kawhi and LeBron go at it. Did you guys watch any of that game? Yeah, I flipped back before that in the XFL. And by the way, yeah, they are the two best teams in L.A. because they're the only two teams in L.A. I know. I, I might be two of the three best teams in the NBA. So people in Milwaukee may disagree with your – since they have the best record, they may disagree with your observation of – Two best teams. Yeah, it was just a little attempt at humor because, oh, you know, yeah. NBA talk at this time of year makes me sort of laugh because I'm thinking, these guys, are they really playing full out anyways? Right now it seems like the whole season is a practice for the playoffs, and then they'll turn it up a notch. And what I could see was LeBron and Kawhi were really going at it, and there was one clip on one scenario where LeBron had just – gone by Kawhi really impressively pushed him out of the way and made a great tough shot and then Kawhi brought it down and LeBron was trying to be head coach on the court telling other people what to do and as soon as LeBron's head was turned Kawhi spun and then just did a posterize somebody else I don't even know who it was um, so Chris do you watch much of the NBA right now do you like these teams I do yeah, I like both of them I was I didn't get the chance to to watch it today I wanted to but <clears throat> Uh, it was 70 degrees, and we hadn't had a, a nice day around here like this for a while, so we, we hung out outside. Uh, but I was actually kind of hoping 
for the NBA that one or two of the major players did not play or, or sat out for, you know, whatever reason. And it's a nat, you know, they've been building this thing up for national attention. And then it's, you know, Kawhi or LeBron. Well, LeBron doesn't sit out, but uh, Kawhi maybe sitting out just to, you know, maybe rest his body for the, for the, uh, the playoffs. So I was kind of hoping for that. Just so that way, the NBA has something to deal with. Cause I, I don't think they're dealing with this. Um, uh, what is it? Whatever load, it's called, management. Uh, load management. That's right. I don't think they're dealing with this load management. The Spurs are uh, famous for doing this, but um, I, I was kind of hoping for someone to do load management today, but I, I bet you they got a stern talking to and saying you're playing today. This is the number one rated NBA game today. You have to play. Mm. All right, so as of today, make a prediction. Which one of these two teams will make the final, Ernest? You know, you got to remember also that they faced the Bucks Friday night and LeBron outscored Giannis. Mm -hmm. So he had two back-to-back tough games. Of those two teams, you just kind of wonder at LeBron's age if he can keep this up for a tough series. Which is 35. 35, but he's really like 38 in the number of games he's played. The Clippers are still the choice to me. I mean, they've won two of the three games against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So I would I, right now I would I'd take the Clippers. I, I like what LeBron's doing, and Chris alluded to the fact that he doesn't take load management. He's out there all the time. Even Anthony Davis takes these load management games away. And uh, I find it interesting, Paul, that you talked about LeBron coaching uh, <laughs> the game. Can you name the coach of the Lakers? Fogel. Right, Vogel? <laughs> From close to it, Frank a... Vogel. Frank Vogel. I thought I you said Vogel. What did that. I say? Vogel, V-O-G-E-L. Uh, it sounded like you said Vogel. I thought you could buy both his first <laughs> and last name. Uh, Frank it, Vogel. It, you know, he's so famous, he goes by one name now. You know, combines his oh, name. Oh, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> he's, he's, TM, Vogel, TM. All right, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Chris, what do you think? No, Who's going to make it? I, I, I think the Lakers, I think the Lakers will, I think just with the experience of LeBron and I, I think they have a better supporting cast than, than the Clippers. And while they, they may not be as rested, um, you know, they'll definitely have the, you know, they will be the number one seed, I think going into the playoffs. So they'll play arguably the easier schedule. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think just with the experience of LeBron and, I think he really wants to showcase that I can do this at 35 and I could take another team to the finals and be whoever's coming out of the East. Cause, uh, it's probably going to be the, uh, the Bucks. but I think, uh, I think LeBron's up for the task. All right. Yeah, the, the Bucks kind of strike me as a team that is a better regular season team than a playoff team. Kind of like, Chris's Nuggets. I mean, they're, they're teams that do great records Whoa. in the regular season. Whoa. I got to see them play this Listen. week. That's why I can say that. But, but I mean, that, there's nothing Listen. wrong with that. I just don't think the Bucks are going to make the finals. I think they're a regular so, season. Kind of like, you know, the Texans I, in football. Houston. Like, yeah. 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 Like, kind of like the, uh, the Oakland A's. You know, they get these great regular season records on the Minnesota Twins. But these are teams that just, just don't. Show up. I mean, they're just not built for a just like Carolina, just team. like Carolina, except they well, can't, can't make the playoffs. Took um, it personally. Took it personally. <laughs> no, took no. It personally. I, Sorry. I, I'm good. No, uh, Carolina is a terrible team, and we should talk about that for another twenty. Yes, minutes. yes. All my teams, <laughs> except the Hurricanes, and this is the same man that I gave a boost about the Avalanche. <laughs> Three months I know. Ago. I know. I, I know. Look at them now. They're they're killing. This but is, I he's really probably going to be the coach of the year. Yeah, I really think the the Bucks are not a regular season. I think they're a regular season. They're a great team, but you stop Giannis and in Middleton That's as right. an average player. I mean, I I certainly like the Raptors and Celtics coming out of the East more than I do the Bucks right now. Uh, That's right, and they're similar to Houston where. It's hard to it's hard to um, kind of get up for, not get up for the game, but it's it's hard to just plan for them. You know, once you know, 
whenever you had when you play him in the regular season. But if you play him in a seven game series and you can really focus on their weaknesses, it's much easier to plan for. But if it's just you know one or two games out of the stretch and you know you're playing a back to back on something, it's just it's so hard to plan and for them just because Giannis is is so uh, dominant. But I agree. I think if somebody gives them seven seven games. Uh, they're going to get picked apart. And, I mean, they got that's what happened last year in the playoffs, and I think that'll happen again. Denver is a very well-rounded team that has superstars. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Superstar. That's uh, not good. Joker. So, yeah, that's, sorry, that's I'll give you that I'll give me one. But I think the other two are kind of Class B players, uh, a couple of them. And with that, I think they're just young. They don't have the experience. None of they're just all young. There's not a ton of veteran on that team to really take them, you know, or show them that this is how you, this is how you, you know, gear up for the next round or whatever. But uh, I think Denver's going to be a tough out because they've been they've been had a they've had a lot of injuries and they've had to you know move around players, which is good because now some of their uh, backup players have, have got some experience. So I think they're going to be a tough out. I think you know. Uh, I think the Clippers will probably play him in, you know, the semis. Uh, so I, I think, I, I think it'll be good. good. Houston. I think Chris saying Houston like that. And I think the 76ers are also teams that get these gaudy records that, that are easily in a well, seven game oh, series. All right. All right. right. Have all you right. Ever wrap this topic up. Seen, Quick hits. Uh, have you ever seen the 76ers had a worse record from a home to road record? I think yeah. they're, they've only won one game on the road. That, yeah. that coach is going to get fired. Well, you realize that NBA plays to the end of June, so we got a lot of time yet to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> All right, next subject. Yeah, next, next subject. subject. Well, you know, a subject that a lot of people are talking about because Mr. Tommy Brady continues to play this game with the Patriots or at least try to leverage everything he can. Every week it seems to be a different week he's going to. If you guys had to pick one team he's going to besides the Patriots, just say he probably is going to the Patriots back again. But if he doesn't, Chris, where is he going? Uh, so he's going to go to a place where he's got a chance to win a championship, which I think is the Chargers. Oakland is not ready to win a championship. No. Tampa Bay is not winning, ready to win a championship. Uh, Tennessee? Tennessee, maybe, yeah. So I think it's either Tennessee or, or L.A. And if I'm the NFL, I want him to go to L.A. because that's the bigger market. So... I think L.A. is just starving for a good quarterback. Well, I, not that Philip Richards is the bad quarterback, but uh, they I'd have say a good he was pretty bad this last year. Yeah, so I, I I say he goes to L.A. because they have a chance to win a championship. But they're that that they're in a tough division there. Uh, with I think Oakland, Denver's going to improve, and Kansas City with uh, being the champs. That, that's a tough division that you got to play everybody twice there. All right. So if he goes to L.A., um, then do you think the ratings will go way up in L.A.? Do you think he'll buy a house and, and be like LeBron and be a producer and all these things in Hollywood? Um, or is he all still all about producer. football? No, I think he's always – until he retires, he is 100% just focused on football. And He's not a Baker Mayfield? That, I, We're not going to see Geico commercials with Tom Brady? No, that, <laughs> and I think Baker will tell you that was a mistake because it made him look like a fool. Yeah, Ernest Watts. I mean, his, where's his Brady going to? Probably telling him differently. I'm all in Tennessee. Really? He'll, yeah, he's. I, I don't think there's no doubt about. it. I don't think he's going back to New England. I think he's going to Tennessee. I think he got a huge running back back there to protect him. He's got an old friend at quarterback. He's got some young wide receivers. Old friend at coach, you mean? Not quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me, Coach Rabel by there. I mean, 49ers is another option that came up this week. Talking about a trade. Garoppolo is going to New England. Ah. I I mean, he's a Northern California guy. That's where he's raised. But I don't see – I see Tennessee. And that's a a team that he can get some revenge on the Patriots. He can go to the Super Bowl. If you're the Patriots – and San Francisco reached out to you about a, just a straight-up trade between Guarpolo and uh, Brady. I, I would take that all day, wouldn't you, if I'm the well, Patriots? 
he's a free agent, so they can't do that. Well, and you play, can't play, play my game here. Okay, Ernest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to the technical aspect. <laughs> I don't re- bring reality in this, Ernest. Come on. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, by New England, I get a draft pick and Garoppolo. Mm. Yeah. And you're trading the allegedly the greatest quarterback of all time, so I'd get a little bit more out of the deal. So maybe you can explain this. Why why can't they franchise him? Does he have something in his contract that they can't franchise? Uh, you can't franchise back to back years, and they already told him that they wouldn't. Can't franchise oh, anybody gotcha. over forty, maybe. Is that no, it's not that. <laughs> it's also, the salary hit would be so high if they franchise because if you franchise. It has to be the average of the pay of the top five people. Ooh, in the yeah. Ooh, 40 million, and 38. Remember, 30 million. Well, 30. Uh, remember, Wilson's making 35 million a year. Wow. And you, you, Dak's about to make 33 million a year. So you're talking about uh, so- 30 million for a short term contract. Whereas when you got a younger player, you can franchise and then you can make it a long term and you can back in the money so it doesn't take as much as your salary cap the first couple of years. But the fact that he's 43, you're looking at a two year contract, not a 10 or a five. And then you got the dead money. You can always cut them after you get them the guaranteed money. Yeah. So here, everyone is talking about this concept just because of what they did with uh, Manning. And like if you looked at Vegas, the odds, Denver was like sixth or seventh on the Vegas odds for Peyton Manning to go. So what we're saying, you know, from that logic, any of the teams we just brought up are probably not the landing spot. And it's going to be like a Minnesota or it's going to be a uh. Arizona or somebody way out of there. That's that no one's t- talking about. That's going to be the landing spot. Do you agree? No. <laughs> well, well, if you want to, if you want an out of their place, I'll give you an out of their place. Where does he live? He lives, he lives in, in Boston. No, he lives in New York. Oh, he he's not going there anymore. The Giants? York. Come on. That'd be, but that would be great because that's the only team that's ever beaten him in the Super Bowl. This hey, I mean, Giants or the Jets? Jets have some young talent. I think wherever he wants to go, he's going to have a big chip in his shoulder towards Belichick. So he wants the opportunity to face Belichick somewhere down the road. Uh, so revenge. I'm going to say AFC. Yeah, revenge. It's a and dish well served or something like that. I was going to say it. I still think it's going to be Tennessee. I don't I don't see Frisco risking their somebody here some results. Somebody here said the, the best way for him to get a ring and still stay in the a- AFC was to go to the Chiefs and be a backup. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> no, we'll go on to another subject here. The Colts would be the best place. If he was yeah. just doing it for a chance to get to the Super Bowl, you don't have a better offensive line than Indianapolis. At this yeah. time. Ernest, you didn't get the joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what, sorry. Was he there a joke to in the there? Chiefs and he'd be the backup. Patrick Mahomes. That means they're they're the team to beat no matter where he goes. And poor old Matt Moore wouldn't have a job. Oh, poor uh, Moore. I'll put you yeah, Matt Moore is millions of dollars going to the bank. <laughs> All right, guys. Next topic. Moving on. Another big NFL story this week was the CBA collective bargaining agreement. Um, so the latest story is that some owners hope that the players will turn it down. So they can go back and try for not just a 17-game season, but an 18-game season. And I'll just give my little take on this and pass it off to you guys. Obviously, preseason really stinks in the NFL. You know, you're watching player development. It really doesn't help that much. And so the owners think, why not just add more regular games to get rid of the preseason? But the players are saying, we don't want to shorten our length of our career because every year we're playing more games. And you're making all this money. Where's our money in all this? So I'm sort of hoping uh, that they do pass the 17-game CBA right now. But is this just a hoax by the NFLs? You know, it's almost like bargaining, saying, hey, we really want the 18, so you better accept this now while we're throwing it out there. Ernest? I think that's it. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a close vote. and You've got the the well-paid players, the guys with long-term contracts, who are voting down the CBA, the proposed CBA. 
And the rank and file, the guys who have shorter seasons who are looking at, hey, I can get a salary boost for playing a 17th game as soon as this year, they're the ones who are voting for it. I don't really think they're – if owners really wanted 18 games, they would have put it initially in the CBA. Now, this locks out. This is an 11-year CBA. So there won't be an 18th game until 2030, 2031. So we're going to get locked into 17 games and two additional teams in the playoffs if this CBA is approved and they get extra pay and the team that gets the buy gets paid for that week. So it's, it's the guys who only got a, that, you know, the average NFL career is three years. So the guys who are looking at that and realize I better get my money while I can, mm-hmm. they're going to be voting for this CBA is going to be approved. Yeah, That was just, I think that was a way of, of kind of scaring guys like, well, if I don't vote for this, mm-hmm. I'm going to get either locked out or I'm going to have to be playing 18 games. So it's almost like a parent games. telling the kid, hey, you better take this deal now or I'm going to give you worse later. Was, or a car dealer for that matter. Or a car dealer. Ooh. Yeah, I got 24 hours. That's all I can hold it for. That mm. same thing. Well, let's, just a second. Let's stop there for a second. What's the worst car you've ever bought, Ernest? <laughs> a Jeep. A Jeep? What kind of, that yeah. Cherokee you had? Yes. It's the most fragile piece of you know what I ever had. How long did you have it? We just lost Jeep as a possible sponsor. <laughs> it's okay. They weren't banging down my door anyways. It was cheap. Four Cherokee. long years. Four long years of many repairs. It, it was, was a Grand Cherokee fra- or a regular Cherokee? It was a Grand Cherokee. It was the most fragile piece of you know what I ever had. Mm. All right, Chris, what's the worst I- car you've had? I mean, I've only had two cars. so Oh, that's right. Mr. Was- Longtime... Ford Focus Man. Oh, he got like well, a bubble yeah. or something? No, I had a I had a '95 uh, Toyota Camry, and then uh, what a chick magnet that, that was. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't, don't. <laughs> no comments, <laughs> no comments. <laughs> I called her Amy because the C and the and the R came off. Camry and, and so I called her Amy. <laughs> nice. I'm going out with Amy tonight, Mom and Dad. That's right. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you um, showed Amy a good time. A took her to yeah, the gas well, station. It's, you know, it's a it's kind of a menage a trois. Type <laughs> thing. Um. Uh. So I had Amy for a while until so from what 16 or something 17 until I was about 21. So I had that all through college and then. Uh, 21 or 22, I got, uh, 2012, I got a Ford Focus. And so I've had that, that, uh, I know, running man. ever since. I rode I in it when it was practically ex- new. That's right. I had, uh, like just this past weekend, I just finally had my first repairs. It's at 108 miles. So up to 108,000 miles. Had, yep. I've only had tires. Oil changes and two horns replaced, which is two very horns? odd. Yes, they rust out. Two Did horns. You not that's that? correct. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> the uga uga horn. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time I've ever had to do, you know, somewhat. I had to have my brakes, you know, changed and everything. So does that tell you that, what quality of car, car you have that it needs two horns? So it, they can't take the chance <laughs> that one would wear out. You have to have everybody, a second one. Everybody. Everybody's a comedian when it comes to my horns. <laughs> they have like the Dukes of Hazzard. What kind of driver are you? <laughs> Jeez, how how angry are you on the road? Uh, I've heard it all before. Uh, this wasn't a bicycle yes. horn, was it? This was one of those little bike horns. All right, my worst car was a Plymouth Reliant K station wagon, the kind that Leah Iacocca told everybody to buy, and my. I was in desperate need of a car. My dad says, oh, our neighbor has this car. And we got it, and the color of the car was buttercup, but it was lemon color. It looked like a lemon, and it was a station wagon. And when I brought it home, my wife looked and at it like... mine was a chick magnet? <laughs> so we were in, seven, in grad school, and so my wife, I, she says, you're going to drive that. So I drove it for a while, and one day I went to the gas station, and the pump was acting funny, and I still tried to fill up, and man, it must have put some dirt in that thing. It was the worst car after that. I could never depend on it. It was all vinyl. Everything inside was vinyl that you slipped. You know, if you went around the corner, you'd slip on the seat in one direction and the other. 
Boy, that was a lemon. Never buy a car that looks like a lemon. I'll just say it that way. Anyways, you folks. sold it. To, Good you advice. Sold it, you sold it to Clark on vacation. <laughs> I sold it to a guy from Africa who bought it for three hundred dollars, oh. and he just oh, wanted to teach. Geez. He wanted to teach his wife how to drive. He and I told him it was a bad uh. car. He says, "I just need a car to drive for my wife." I'm like, "Okay, I try, tried to tell you." So, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, Ernest. Um, what happened to your Jeep? What happened to your Jeep, Ernest? I gladly got if I'd have got a dime for it, I got so I traded it for I believe I traded it for a van, for a family van. Mm. Yeah, we traded it for a van. Nice. And I had a motorcycle for a while. That was much easier to deal with than the motorcycle. I mean the the, the Jeep. The bike I had for two years without a car. And I'd actually drive to work with a suit and tie on <laughs> and strap my briefcase to the sissy bar. Yeah, and uh, that bike was nice. I enjoyed that. The Jeep was just—it was just so fragile, and uh, people had warned me ahead of time. How we won World War II with those things are beyond me. But yeah, I digress. Those were the bad years. All right, guys, let's get back to sports. Maybe, just maybe, we'll get back to sports. I took us on that whole rant. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so guys, the next thing is this time of year. XFL's on, golf is on. Uh, soccer Premier League is going on. You can't say this time this year XFL on. This is the first time in like <laughs> this time of year. Years. When did you get picky about my? <laughs> oh grammar? yeah, we've always got the XFL. Wow. Oh, yeah. See, Ernest, this is what happens when I picked on his car. <laughs> I he he know, turns I, quickly. Listen, listen. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I've had a remark on the Nuggets. And did you hear the vitriol he aimed towards me? I know. He turned on Carolina. There's a hotline for you, Chris. You could call someday if you're anger man. This is why I've had two horns. This is why I've had two horns, by the way. <laughs> anger horn and regular horn. Yeah. All right, Chris. Chris. Chris, stay with me, man. Stay with me. What do you I'm want? Here. What do you want to talk about, Chris? You since you've been pushing back here. Uh, since you corrected the whole scram. Coronavirus. I like the coronavirus. We're going to get to that. We're you almost like there. You're, oh, the so, only, right. you're the only person I've heard state the words, I like the coronavirus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Actually, the politically correct term is COVID-19, Chris. So get with the program. Chris, are you a super villain of some type? I like the coronavirus. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I think the... It's, it's switched a lot of people from Corona to Pacifico, so I think that's a good thing. Oh, trying to get them in the cars again. Let's just go there. Let's just go there. Chris has taken us there, folks. Right. I tried to you know, leave this podcast, and you can see when Chris comes on, every gets, everything gets thrown out the window. This is buddy. why I'm only a guest. This is why I'm only a guest like once a month. <laughs> All right, Chris. So let me set this up. And Because I work in healthcare, believe it or not. I know it's hard for some people to believe. Um so coronavirus has gotten more serious. Like everybody knows, I work at a senior living facility, and we're part of a national health system. And so at our facility now, um, everybody is using sanitizers, washing their hands. Uh, every person who comes into our facility just to even to visit gets asked three questions. One, uh, how are you feeling? Are you sick? Number two, do you know anybody that's traveled overseas? And uh, number three is, how bad do you want to visit this person? No, no, that's not the number three question. Have you been around sick people lately? So, Are you this person's will? <laughs> yes. So the reality is that the people who are really suffering the most from this COVID-19 are people who already are health vulnerable. I mean, they already have other problems, like they have a hard time breathing or they have heart disease or whatever, and it's just one more thing. And so all across the country, people are very sensitive because they're not sure what's the way to go about it. And as most people know, more people die of the flu every year than ever has died from the coronavirus. Um, and so now it's starting to touch the sports world, and it's been talked that it might delay or cancel Olympics, and now they're talking that maybe some NHL or uh, soccer games and even NBA might be played just for TV audiences, not even people. So, Chris, you want to talk about, man, where do you want to go with this? Myself. Hello. Chris, Chris, Sorry about that. Chris I, uh, all I mean, that lead up and you're not there, man. I know. Yeah, I was on that's right. <laughs> I was sanitizing myself. Sanitize. Uh, as you guys should all 
do. Uh, I, I want to see how, or I, I want to take this where it's going to touch, not inappropriately, but the, <laughs> the sports world. Uh, I pray for you regularly, Chris. We, we, we by wouldn't the way. expect anything else from you if it wasn't inappropriate. <laughs> Please proceed. Yeah, no, I, you know, I saw the tweeter comment from LeBron. Whoa, whoa, you said tweeter? Play. It's a tweet, man, tweet. not a tweeter. Twitter. 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 What, okay. I saw the, you know, whatever. How and much I'm wine are you guy. drinking? I, I'm the old guy, and I knew that. Cut him off, Joe. Cut that him LeBron, off. <laughs> that LeBron was not going to play in front of empty stadiums. And I don't blame him. Uh, I, I, Are you saying it's all about the I think, LeBron's yes, he ego? Will. He will play in front of empty stands because he's paid the same amount of money. Yeah. But, I, well, I think, he might, I think he might sit out, just his own personal, if if. That happens. I, I that'd be his load it. management day. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be his load management day. Absolutely. So I don't think we're at a point where the NBA is going to shut off fans from the games, but I do worry that the Olympics could be canceled, and that I I would I'd feel terrible for those athletes because NBA. You know, you don't get to play. You know, for two or three games this year or whatever. Even if the rest of the Regular seasons canceled, and then they start. I don't. Those players are just—they're here every year, and it's the longevity of the sports there. But for the Olympics, though, those athletes have been preparing for four years, yes. and for something like this to happen—that those are the athletes I, I, you know, and they're not highly the paid. Most them. of them. That's right, and so you know, for the, you know, the the water polo team that doesn't get to, to participate. It's their, you know, it's their one time that they get to to play for their, for their nation. Uh, that's the, this is the one time I, I, uh, I, I feel bad for those, you know, so do you think they'll cancel Olympic athletes right now? Er, Ernest and Chris, you think they're going to cancel they, Olympics? No, you know, I, I would, so. well, it's in Tokyo. <laughs> that doesn't help. Yeah. If it was, if it was anywhere, you know, if it was, in you know brazil again or the united states or you know spain i I, maybe not italy but but it's in tokyo and it's just i don't know that that have you ever been to japan though japanese people are so regimented and they're so good about uh cleanliness and things like that in all their public areas i mean if all places they should be able to sanitize everything i mean it's part of their culture to really be conformist to what's going on. Ernest, what do you think? I know, but it's not just the the Tokyo people. It's everyone that's coming in to see the games. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, I don't know. Uh, the contract that the Olympics has with Japan is it can be postponed up to 18 months after the original date. So, right now, do I think it'll be canceled? No. Do I think it could be postponed? Yeah. I think you're talking a billion dollars. Most of the money comes from TV. So, yeah, they could play in empty arenas. That's been done in the past. I mean, right now, they just canceled Serie A, which is the Italian professional soccer league. But they were playing games in empty arenas. And Italy is one of the hot spots of it right now. And this is the part where I pull my qualifier like Paul. I work in public health also. And, uh, again, until they start closing down airports, I'm not going to get nervous. Because no place is a hot spot for the transference of disease worse than airports. I mean, all you have to do is look at the movie Contagion or <laughs> War for the Planet Yikes. of the Apes. Okay. Yikes. I mean, that's you're bringing in a lot of people in closed areas. I, 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 you know, we don't have a legitimate way to test for the disease in this country yet. So we don't, can't even test for it. No, no. Well, Pence we, has said they have a million and a half tests going out. For this virus. But none of them have been proven to be successful at this part. I mean, we really uh, took my wife to the doctor Friday and all over the walls in the medical office was we do not have a test for COVID-19. And so right now, until you get a test, you can't determine who has it because the large majority of people have this, don't know, never develop symptoms. They just transfer. Ernest, Ernest, and maybe this is just me, but knowing you... Yes. Uh, going to the doctor with your wife, that probably would have been the first question I asked if I would have saw, seen all those posters is, hey, 
you know, do you have a test? <laughs> oh, it was it was like littered. <laughs> Every wall was. We do not have a test for this. Chris, I thought you were going to give Ernest credit that he went to the doctor with his wife. I mean, look what a great husband he was. That's true. Yeah, That's give him some true. credit, man. We gonna, give him some. Slack. We were going to go out to eat afterwards. So I wasn't, wasn't as magnanimous <laughs> was, as I think it is. There must be a truth <laughs> serum out there today. Uh, well, no, just being honest, I. I They'll play with empty arenas because the majority of your money comes from TV money. And I don't think it hurts the optics that much, but I don't know if we're going to get to that point. I mean, we're, we're just finding out about it. And again, the big dangers, not the 5% are dying from it. And that's truly horrible. It's the other 95% that carry it. and They don't know they carry it. And they, they are exposed people like in the nursing home you work in, Paul. Mm-hmm. But you know, the worst disaster we had like this and and chris will tell you i was alive then so that's how i know about it was the uh flu epidemic of 1918 and that kind of oh it killed we're laughing about it i thought you were gonna say the irish potato family i thought you were gonna do something the black plague well the, the flu epidemic of 1918 killed 50 million people wow and it was the reason it kind of festered or expanded it almost killed my grandfather because they had put him in a hospital he was in the army and he was in the next bed to where they were the pit where they would dig it and dump all the bodies but because they put a lot of young men in unsanitary conditions in barracks and in military bases the disease kind of grew uh, kind of set fire to itself and nowadays we have that in large areas uh work environments, hospitals, and airports. And airports, we have it, it spreads internationally. But no, I don't, I, I think you may see some sports played in empty arenas, and LeBron can talk big right now, but as long as he's getting that check and as long as he wants the Lakers to get the number one seed in the West, he'll play on a street, on a black court somewhere in downtown L.A., Mm-hmm. That means he can win. All right, Ernest, if I uh, gave you two free tickets to go to the Olympics in Japan on the normal time schedule, would you go? Yes. Chris? Uh, in a heartbeat. I'm younger. I'm younger. I have more to live for. Wow. Um, wow. Oh, well, thank you. Wow. <laughs> no, Ernest, I do you have one foot in the grave, I guess, huh? Wow. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd still probably go. In the spirit of the Olympics, konnichiwa. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably go. And I was, I was going to follow it up with a question to you, Paul. Uh-oh. In five years, yeah. What, what will, what's, what, what is going to be remembered of uh, the coronavirus? I think in five years, what will be remembered is that China sort of uh, didn't respond quick enough in a rural area that they should have. And then the, some of the doctors who gave the early warning, uh, the Chinese government, you know, the big government said, that's nothing, don't worry about it. And uh, I think they'll eventually find uh, a way to include it with the flu shots we currently get. Um, I think it's our memories are pretty short. I was looking back at some other uh, things that scared people, right? Remember the Zika virus in 2016? Or maybe you don't. That affected Remember SARS. Remember SARS? SARS? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, maybe you're looking at the same website I am. <laughs> no, I actually was alive back then, but go ahead. Yeah, that was 2003. Um, so even 1991 Special Olympics, they had 16 athletes who were diagnosed with measles. So I think we're going to get these every once in a while. I think that the coronavirus is just coming at a really tough time. People are more indoors during the winter. Uh, and like Ernest said, they don't know how it really spreads or how they can market, you know, and, and get those test kits out there. Um, and, you know, Try. sports is still sports. I mean, I love sports and everything, but our country can survive with a little more restrictions. I mean, better safe than sorry. I mean, I work at a facility and some people say, oh, this is too much. Why are we doing all this? And I'm thinking, wait a second. Would you say that if your grandmother gets sick out with this? I mean, it's not going to hurt everybody to be a little more restricted. Although, if you pay attention to the stock market, they think this is the end of the world. And um, I guess it is if you were planning on retiring and cashing out. But uh, it will all pass by. Remember the Legionnaire's disease? Yes. 
And that was located to a hotel in Philadelphia, correct? Yeah. And we still, every once in a while, it flares up. These are viruses. They're not diseases. And viruses are living organisms, and they evolve and they mutate. This particular, you know, coronavirus has been around since the 1960s. This is just like the flu. This is the newest evolved strain, and it'll come back again, and it'll change just like SARS does, just like Zika does, just like Legionnaires. I mean, that's just, we're talking about living organisms that will continue to exist. We will never eradicate it and no extent. All right, let me go, because this is a that's regional podcast. kind of what my podcast. girlfriends call me. <laughs> <laughs> a living virus. Well, Chris, you're in Denver, and Ernest is in North Carolina. I'm in Michigan. And so that's one of the nice things about this podcast. We get different perspectives from different parts of the country. Around here, we don't have anything in Michigan. We have no reported cases. And out in Colorado, Chris, do you have some reported cases? Uh, we just had one the last maybe week, and uh, two people, I think, traveled internationally, and they're in Summit County, which is in the mountains. So they've – I don't know where they flew into, but, you know, being a betting man, they came through Denver International then just drove out the mountains where they live so but they're they're in the mountains so what's the mood in colorado right now about this do you see people walking around with masks no no everyone's high and happy so uh no no every no one's got masks on everything i think everybody's just well it's the type of people that i work around or you know i i generally see healthy people there i don't see too many elderly or uh people with different, you know, uh, conditions or that I know of, but everyone's just kind of thinking of it as the flu. And so that's, that's the general state of, I would say, Colorado. Okay. Ernest, what about North Carolina? Two cases in the Raleigh area. I have seen multiple people with masks. What I find it kind of disgusting or not entirely unexpected is there are people who try to profit out of this situation. Mm. There's a well-known televangelist who is selling silver, silver pellets that he claims that the Lord has told him which will cure uh, the coronavirus for $50 a bottle. And again, it never surprises me how people take situations like this, which are serious, and try to make a profit out of it. It's, you know... Unfortunately, but something we've and we saw that with the other diseases. There were people hyping these miracle cures or protection and all these types of things. It's not unlike those people who sell the survivalist kits. I mean, people making money off people's fears. Mm-hmm. Right. And around here, there's a few people at the airports we hear wearing masks and um it seems to be more of an international thing, and I'm not trying to be a profiler or whatever, but uh, we have a large community of Asian people who live in Ann Arbor who go to University of Michigan. And I've been driving around, and I've seen occasional uh, people wear masks, and 9 out of 10 have been people who are from some Asian, one of the Asian countries. So I think over the last several years, it's been a more common thing for people, and even before coronavirus. Um, yeah, so... We'll see what happens, and you know, sports is still sports, and this can really affect some people's lives, and and that's really the the tough part of it all. Uh, I we said we were going to do a segment on March Madness. We got time to do that later. I since we had a good time talking about cars, and you know, you should never buy a Ford Focus or anything like that. Um, or a G, G, Cherokee. I'm just teasing this. Ford Focus. Hey, is hey, good. hey, it's a good car. Only one horn. One horn, yeah, man. Just want to yeah, make sure you're still horns. awake I've there. I've had to buy two extra horns. All right, poor old oh, Amy. Poor old Amy. Amy. That's right. She, uh, you know, she, she was good while she lasted. Whoa, let's move on from that statement. Yikes! <laughs> wow, Ernest, let's go with your good four minutes, and then I'll give Chris good four minutes. Okay. Uh, this past week, uh, I watched uh, young Mister Walenda walk over an active volcano in El Salvador. You know, a lot of people afterwards were saying, well, he had a guide wire. He really wasn't in danger, even though there were gases from the volcano. Or A lot of people watched to see him fall in the volcano. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. I've watched his family do these types of things my entire life. I saw his grandfather fall from a 20-story building in Puerto Rico 
when he was crossing a guide wire at this time. And I listened to an interview of him, and it was fascinating how people say, why do you risk your lives? And he was basically stating, well, you know, this is how my family tries to push themselves to the limits. And I thought, well, that's what's what we do in watch sports for, right? We watch athletes to push their body in their, to the extent. I mean, we watched LeBron play against the Bucks and the Clippers and to the point of physical exhaustion just to prove, because I'm sure he got tired of those Kawhi commercials yeah. where Kawhi puts the crown on his head, that he's still the best player in basketball. That's why he doesn't take load management days, because LeBron, as confident as he is, likes to prove to people every once in a while I'm still the best. And that's the, that's the spirit in America and, and people everywhere. That's something we admire. People push themselves. And that's what the Wallandas do, that they push themselves to physically to do things that no one else can do, test the limits of men exposure. And I'm starting to sound like uh, Chris McKay in the old uh, uh, Why World of Sports, the thrill of agony, the thrill of it. <laughs> Chris, the, the thrill. Yeah. Go ahead. I got the wrong. But so just to help people, if they didn't see that, this family's been doing type wire walking, as I call it. Is they're walking on how thick of a wire or cord? Is it like two inches? Four inch. Four inches. Four inches. He's walking with specialized shoes, and he has has a long balancing pole. And his father or grandfather died doing this, right? Grandfather died in Puerto Rico. Yes. And that was on live TV. Why World of Sports? Yep. Second person I got to see die live on TV. The first one was Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, that's another story for another day. Go yeah. ahead. Wow. Okay. So this is something that you're, you're right. It's like, is this still w- worth watching? I'll be curious to see what the ratings were with that. And I did hear some people saying, oh, he had a, you know, he had a safety uh, clip with a carabiner. I see more dangerous things on YouTube with these guys jumping off mountains and these squirrel suits you've seen these squirrel suits these yeah, flying, yeah. and they're, they're flying down the mountain just basically control falling down the mountain in a way i think that's super superseded or it, you know we have extreme things like that so now the type wire walking seems sort of lame does that sound right chris well i'm you know we used to watch evil knievel do the same thing also I mean, there's these big events where people endanger their lives. And we used to. I guess Chris, yeah, I guess, Chris, it has been replaced by X Games. And uh, what's, the, what's the one on MTV they used to have where they would do all kind of dangerous stunts? Mm, I don't know. Chris may not be with us anymore. I have no idea. Uh, He's too busy getting ready for his good four minutes, I can tell. He's remembering Amy. That's all. Yeah, Amy. Amy. No, you know. My only comment on this is, while he did have a safety harness, I don't think it assisted him in any way, but I don't think this would have been on network television if he didn't have one. I don't think any uh, network television producer signs up for this with the off chance that he takes a misstep and he he dies, and they're not going to show a live death on television, period. So they have to protect you know, that he, he falls and yeah, he falls 50 feet or whatever, but he's not going to die on live television. I don't think anybody's going to sign up for that from a ABC, NBC, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that spoken by, that, that's just by. That has done that cut comment. to commercial, like lost transmission or something. That's, <laughs> that's card right. That to have. That's right. Chris, you ready so for your good four? four minutes? Yeah, go. Oh, oh, it's, it's, well, it's, it's going to be a short two, but it, it'll be good. Uh, so I started recently, uh, I joined a, a, a club team, uh, playing water polo and I've had so much fun. It's cause you look uh, good in just the, the competitive. Swimsuit? Well, I mean, that's just the added perk, but, uh, it, it's just been so much fun being competitive and, you know, just the, the camaraderie and just, it's been a lot of fun. Do you wear swimmies? It's, it's hard to find a. I wear a Speedo is what you're asking. Yes. You're supposed to wear a two pair, right? Aren't you supposed to wear a two pair? Because one day I get pulled off. Yeah. You wear like a, you wear a drag suit, which is a little bit more tougher. And something you can hold on to a drag, a drag suit. 
It's now just you, th- it's, <laughs> it's just a thicker speedo. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. And you but don't anyway, uh, you don't touch the bottom, right? Hey, that's you, right. You tread, you tread the entire you, time. You tread water. You swim. Yeah. There's no bottom. Everything's yeah. There's no way you're touching the whole time. So it it's a good workout. But so that's that's what I would say. It's just uh, find something that you're passionate about. I so as a as a new father, it's been a challenge for me to try to get out of the house or, you know, leave my kid, uh, alone with our, our 12 year old dog and, and just, you know, wait a second, Chris, wait, you're alone leaving your kid dog. with your dog. Okay. He's, he's, you know, he's 72 or so. I know a guy in Colorado. <laughs> he's watching his phone while no. he's playing water polo. Oh, she's okay. This is not Clifford. That's that right. dog, is it? This is not clipping the dog, is it? No, he's he's a little smaller, but he's got the same temperament. Um, but anyway, as, as a new dad, it's hard to get out of the house, and it's hard to find kind of back your routine that you had maybe before you had kids. So uh, I will just tell new dads that if if you are a new dad ch- with that challenge, the older they get, the easier it is to get out of the house. But try to find some sort of group or club or something to, to get out of the house and have your own time a little bit away and enjoy yourself. And, and you know, yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate that it's, it's competitive and it, it kind of, but you've you know, never played uh, water polo before. I played it in college. Thanks for asking. Oh, uh, oh, 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 sorry. Horse, is the horse drowned yet? You keep the <laughs> horse alive, right? Everybody's the critic. No, it's, uh, I know. yeah, I pl- I played in college and I had a blast and, but it's, it's not like you can go and, you know, to a gym or play pickup basketball. It's, it's water polo. So you got to find a pool, but not only a pool, but you got to find something that's kind of, that fits the, the length. And it's, it's very tough. So great to, to find this league. And, uh, so it's competitive. It's fun. I have a couple bruises on my body, but it's a lot of fun. All right. You do know they have professional leagues in Europe. There are professional water bowls. I mean, you know, if you're looking for, Oh a- yeah. Well, I, I'm a little bit on the short side of a traditional <laughs> water polo player. I'm about 5'8 uh, with Doc Martens on. And, Do you wear uh, your Doc Martens in the pool? We may that, only, that doesn't uh, help, but it only helps to the height. But a traditional water polo player is about 6'2 uh, to 6'6. So I am, uh, I'm more on the outside. Yes, you're the energy guy and, and trying to swim fast. That's yes. right. Yeah, There's no water wings, right? You're no not water using wings. Water but it's wings. fun because you know the ages are about you know maybe 27 to 40, so everybody's a little bit out of shape. Everybody's a little bit just like, you know, just whatever. So it's it's fun and and you know it's not too too competitive where people are All getting right. too aggressive or anything that like that. Good two Man minutes Bell. turned that into a good shape. 10 minutes. Okay. Thanks. Man Chris. Bell. You guys were asking question because you were talking about horses and you know, <laughs> Well, I didn't expect to be talking about water polo tonight, but thanks for surprising me that way. That's, that's impressive. You're welcome. I appreciate You're welcome. it. Is your wine all gone by now? Is it time for I've a refill? I've had a second glass while we've been talking. Okay. About yes. Well, yes, it's, time, it's time for me to wrap up this fun and rambling podcast but next time we get together we will talk about march madness or we'll talk about the cars we sold or the names we had for other things we owned besides our cars who knows horses that die in water polo (laughs) or something or you never know (laughs) poor biscuit poor biscuit who who does the cpr if someone goes under too far there and there we go folks and this is paul arnold thank you for listening to to part of the confusion i'll just talk over these guys and thanks for listening to part of the confusion and uh you got to send me an email once in a while that'd be great and you can send it to go blue arnold that's my personal email account at gmail if you send me some too many of them i might have to block you but hey try anyways so for ernest and for chris have a good night Thank you.